0: Okay, so we're going to get started with the word today, Second Chronicles. We're going to start where we were last week, but I'm going to add to it. We're talking about <clears throat> talking about um, well, in in your heart, it's revival. We're talking about um, changes we all need to make as a church, changes we need to make as the body of Christ. And um, Second Chronicles seven fourteen really clarifies a lot of that if you were here last week. uh, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves. Pray. We talked about prayer quite a bit. Seek, crave, and require of necessity. My face and turn from their wicked ways. We talked about turn means you don't keep doing sin. You don't keep doing wicked ways. You turn and go a different direction from it. Amen? You go a different direction. In wicked ways, it's more than just murdering somebody. Do you know all sin is sin to God? It doesn't make any difference whether you murder somebody or you tell a lie. It's all sin. It's all the same. Consequences are the same. The wages of sin are death. That's it. Wages of sin are death. So if you don't straighten up the sin area, where are you going? Where are we going? Where are you going? To hell. You got to straighten it up, straighten it up. You can repent. God made provision for repentance through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He made provision for that. Everybody has an opportunity and a right to accept Jesus as Lord and have a guaranteed home in heaven. Everybody has that right. Say, I've got that right to accept Jesus as Lord. I've got the right to have a home in heaven. If I've accepted Jesus as Lord. That's right. We all have that right. We all have that right. Do you know people are not going to, they're not going to do it. They, God gave them a choice. They either accept Jesus and have a home in heaven or they go to hell. Amen. Either, either way, either way, we are a spirit being. We're going to go somewhere. We're just not going to go end up in the, in the ground. We're not going to end up there. Our body's going to end up there, but we aren't. We're going to go to heaven or to hell. The choice is yours. Everybody gets a choice. Everybody gets a choice. It's exactly the way it is. There's only one God, and it's not Buddha. <laughs> There's only one God, and it's not Muhammad. Amen? Now, we can love those people and love them into the kingdom, but they're not going to go to hell, The heaven. They're not going to heaven if they don't have Jesus as Lord. It's a black and white statement, and it's not a statement of fear and condemnation to them. It's a statement of love. I want you to go to heaven with me. You understand what I'm saying? They all have a right to go to heaven. Even if they're believing about the wrong God, they have a right. And we have, we have the opportunity the privilege to tell them what's right. We do. We should be telling them what's right. We should be telling people what's right. I mean, that's why we are here. We are here. Jesus paid a price for each one of us not to come and sit in our chair on Sunday morning and do nothing else. Jesus paid a price for us so that we'll live and serve him every day of our every moment of our life. So we as believers should be consumed. Say consumed. Consumed Consumed with what we can do for, for the Lord. We should be consumed with what we can do for the Lord. Consumed. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't going to sit on that word, but I guess we are going to sit on that word. Consumed with what we're doing. We should be consumed 24-7. I'm thinking about the things of God. Okay, how can I better this? How can I do this? Lord, I'm sorry I missed that. I repent for that. I'm consumed with the things of God. How am I raising my children? Am I raising them in the Lord? Consumed with the things of God. How can I serve God in a greater measure but still have order in my home? How can I do that? Consumed with the things of God. Consumed with the things of God, you're looking for an opportunity to pray for somebody at church, at, at the grocery store. Consumed with the things of God, you're looking how you can better somebody's life. Maybe there's something you can do for them. Is the Lord talking to you about that? Consumed with those things of God. Consumed. <laughs> oh, man, he's wanting to sit on that. Consumed. Say, I, I am consumed, I am consumed with, the with the things of God. I think about, the word. I, think about the, word. I the word. I meditate on the word. I'm a doer of the word. Not just to hear, just to hear but I do, I do the word. Because I am consumed, consumed. by the word. Okay, so if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Now, we can take that on a personal note. Yes, we're talking about our country. That's what we kind of talked about last week. But if I, if I who I'm called by his name, will humble myself, pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity his face, and turn from my wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. I will hear from heaven. I will hear from God. If I'm spending time seeking him, don't you think I will hear from him? Do you know he is talking all the time? He's probably trying, will you be quiet right now so I can say something to you? He's probably saying that to me. He's talking all the time. He's in that, that loving, quiet, calm voice and he's talking to all of us. He's talking to us. That's why sometimes you'll hear ministers of the gospel will be saying the same thing over the pulpit in different churches because they've taken time to hear what God wants to say. See, and I, I believe in this hour that we're in, God wants to, he wants to, um, not only bring restoration to um, the the body of Christ and to this country, but to each one of us. He wants to say, "Okay, this is enough. Let's move on. We got to get this right. Let's move on. We got to get rid of the sin. Let's move on, because I got things for you to do. I got big things for you to do." Amen. And so that's what you know. So if I, who I'm called by His name, you're all called by His name. If you humble yourself. Pray, seek, crave, and require of necessity his face, then I'm going to turn from my wicked way because I'm going to be convicted of the sin, and then will I hear, I'll hear from heaven, and and my sin will be can, will be forgiven, and he will bring a healing to my land, healing to me, restoration to me, strength to me, hope to me. Healing of emotions, healing of memories, healing of my physical body. Amen? So so we can take that personally as well. Personally. Turn from their wicked ways or my wicked ways. And I started to say, Wicked ways is not just only, you know, murder and lying is the same thing to God. It's all sin. So if there's a wicked way in you, you need to deal with it. And the one I want to talk about today, because it does cripple the body of Christ, is when people are talking about other members of the body of Christ, it cripples us. It does. It does. And so I, I, I want us to look at, um, I, I've got a little skit that I'm going to do here with with uh, Ruby. We're going to, and now I'm going to explain it, but it's just a real simple, real simple thing. And it's, uh, you'll be able to get, understand what we're doing Okay, just pay attention to Ruby, okay? <laughs> okay, okay, so, <laughs> okay, now guys, I know you guys do it too, so just don't look like you're innocent on your face, all right? Okay so the the words we speak are about ourselves we speak to and um it's a it's a sin area it's a sin area when we start going over there and we speaking things that aren't true or maybe they are true but who cares who cares if we can't say it to the person then we shouldn't be saying it at all we shouldn't be going and talking to somebody else about somebody else it needs to stop It's all a part of the wrong that cripples the body of Christ. Amen? Um, And so there's several things that we can get out of that. Um, Our words in that whole, just that whole thing right there. What happens? She went over here and she said that, said it to Jalissa. (laughs) She didn't say anything because I didn't say anything. But anyway, (laughs) she said to Jalissa, what happens is if it was about somebody, let's say Jalissa then starts seeing that person the way Ruby was seeing that person and it builds a wall between her and that person. Now, if it was a true statement, but it wasn't edifying, we don't talk about it anyway. Okay. If it wasn't a true statement, it wasn't needing to be passed on period. What what should have happened right here because it builds a wall and it brings a separation. It brings division and it brings strife. In the body of Christ, and what we we don't need that. We need healing. We need edification. And We need encouragement in the body of Christ, right? So so it puts a wall up between her and whoever Ruby was talking about. It puts that wall up and brings that division. All right. Um, and there's other things things that then that happen. Um, I can remember work, being in, uh, at working at Fisher's, and when I worked at Fisher's, you know there was. <laughs> a lot of that that went on, and a lot of that talking about somebody else behind their back. There was a lot of that. So about the time I'd hear somebody say something to me about somebody else, that somebody else person became my best friend. I started them, encouraging them, causing them to be hopeful in whatever they were doing, and and I did not receive what the person was saying to me about negative about that person, okay? Okay. Um, um, okay, so by the time some of that strife gets passed on to several people, we don't know if it was the same story that was ever told in the beginning. So what needs to happen is it needs to stop right there. It needs to stop with Ruby. Ruby's a, a wonderful person. I'm just using her in this kit. But it needs to stop with Ruby. What should she have done? What should she, number one, it was a wrong thought. If she had a wrong thought about somebody and she spoke it to Jaleesa, if that thought doesn't line up with the Word of God, it's not going to bring glory to her or about the other person. So you need to stop and pray. If you got a, a wrong thought about somebody, don't speak it out. Take it to the Lord. Pray about it. All of our thoughts and our words need to be encouraging, need to be edifying. The Bible talks about edifying. They need to be encouraging, positive, not negative, not down, putting that person down. It should never be that way, amen? Okay, so so I've already talked about the person who heard it. It gets a wall built up. And you know you have all experienced that wall. Somebody come and says something negative negative to you about someone else, you experience that wall, you have a hard time looking at that person straight in the face, don't you? When you heard something negative about them, you have a hard time walking in love with them, don't you? You know what I'm talking about? You have a hard time doing that. Because it's not God that was spoken your ear about them. It wasn't God. It wasn't edifying, it wasn't encouraging. So so we need to we need to right there stop it. But with whatever, but what Jalissa could have done, that would have still been a kind and loving, when Ruby came over here, Jalissa could have done, oh, let's pray for that person. Can we pray for that? Let's pray about that situation, and it doesn't go any further. It goes to the Lord, and then the Lord has it, and the Lord deals with it. You guys aren't dealing with it, you know what I mean? Have you ever been so influenced by someone that When you, I mean, influenced about someone, you go run into them in the grocery store, and you go ten aisles over so you don't have to talk to them, just because somebody said something to you about them, huh? Have you ever done that? Oh, Well, you guys probably haven't. The boys, man. Anyway, (laughs) and it's because you've gotten hurt or you got wounded about all that. Anyway, okay. So we become we come into a place of judging. When we do that, strife enters in, uh, and, and if you're judging somebody because you don't know what's going on with them, you don't know. I mean, see, we're going to deal with people that uh, will come into the church that maybe they they won't have uh, clean clothes on, or maybe they won't look right, full of tattoos. I mean, we're, we we've grown up in a generation where we've seen that come on, you know, somewhat, but we're going to see people that maybe have been on drugs. That are going to come in. Maybe they'll be on drugs on Sunday morning when they come in. Are we going to give them a word of encouragement? Encouragement. Are we going to judge them for where? Are we going to judge them? Hmm? Are we going to judge them? Well, they need to get that. They need to get right with the Lord. Well, yes, they do. But they need to be accepted and loved and welcomed just like you were, just like I was, just like we are. Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's turn James three sixteen, please. James three sixteen. I'm going to have everybody go back to uh, uh, reading or doing their Bibles because I can't tell where everybody's at when they're not when they're not turning pages. You know what I mean? <laughs> James three sixteen. <laughs> All right, Jalissa liked that one anyway. <laughs> I can't hear it, so maybe we could go. So I know we're flipping pages, huh? Okay, James 3.16. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there is disorder and every evil thing. So wherever, I think King James says, wherever there's envying and strife, there's confusion. How does King James read, please? Somebody have that? Well, there's envying and strife. Is there confusion and every evil word. Yes, yeah. We open the door to that. Whenever we, we whenever we do talk about somebody else, we open the door up to bondage ourselves as well as we put them in bondage with our words. Basically I'm wanna talk, I'm I'm getting to the place where we're talking about words. Um, so we can turn that situation around if we stop that right there, say let's pray instead. Okay? And and basically Ruby could stop that situation when she recognized that was a negative thought or with a negative thing. She could have stopped it and prayed right away about that. You know, herself taking it to the Lord. OK, um, when when somebody comes to you and talks about somebody else, don't don't get in agreement with it. Don't get in agreement with it. You You open yourself up to a place of bondage. But then you have a soul tie between you and that other person. So don't get in agreement with the negative thing about someone else. Amen. Okay, so, um, so speak positive in the situation. Let's go to First Corinthians, please. First Corinthians, thirteen. Okay, and that's of course everybody knows that this is the love chapter, First Corinthians thirteen, and I've taught this before, but we're not going to do it exhaustive, but. If you have trouble loving somebody, you go to 1 Corinthians 13 and check it against your thoughts, against your actions, against your words. That's what you need to do. Check that right there. And so we can look at this and see that example right there that we just did, that little skit. Love is patient. Love is kind and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. Does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own It is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness. Love is patient. Love is kind. You can find right away where you are missing it. If you take the action that you just did and find out, okay, I'm jealous of that person. I'm jealous of that person. And that's why I said that. Or I have a hurt and a wound. And that's why I went and said that. Find out what's going on with you and then deal with it so that you don't do that anymore. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's not going to edify you or them, and it's not going to help the body of Christ if we aren't walking in love with people. Love doesn't find fault or what's wrong with somebody. Love doesn't do that. Um, Or find fault with a situation. Love doesn't do that. Love finds a way to encourage, to help, to um, bring them into a place of a greater revelation of who Jesus is in that situation. Love doesn't, love doesn't walk, walk in unkindness and jealousy and all of that. Um, so if you have trouble walking in love, that may mean that you are uh, need to forgive. Maybe you have odd against that person. Maybe you have, that person has hurt you. Um, maybe you need a healing in your emotions or your memory. And it can be you can act like you can act like that from a hurt and a wound from years past because you've you've acted out of that same area for a long time, so you just act out of it because you're you've been hurt, and a lot of times people will put other people down because they are insecure about who they are. You all know that, don't you? Or they'll talk negative about somebody because they're insecure about who they are. Our security comes from who Jesus is in our life. Our security comes from who we are in Christ. Then we don't have, we we, we don't care. If if we are secure in him, in us, then the love of God that's shed abroad in our heart pours out. Pours out towards all these people. The love of God that's shed abroad in our heart will stop it right here. The love of God that's shed and brought in our heart won't even take it to anybody. Won't take it to anybody. I'm thinking of that scripture verse. That's why I stopped, you know. Um, love covers a multitude of sins. Is that how that goes? I think that's how that goes. See, love, love doesn't go spewing everybody's sin out. Love doesn't talk about what's wrong with the situation. Love finds something positive, positive to say about what's going on. See, now I'm not, I'm not talking about anybody or any situation or anything in here. I'm talking about the need to walk in love. I'm talking about the need to correct our talking and, and how we act and what we're doing and what we're saying. So don't throw stones at me, okay? Just correct it. Just correct it. I've been there, I've done that. Sometimes things slip and I make a mistake. If you do that, repent. It's not a big deal. It's so good to repent before God and ask him to forgive you and confess your sin. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. It's not good if you can harbor it and walk around with that sin all the time and keep acting that way. But, but see what he said, if you'll turn from your wicked ways, he'll bring a healing. He'll bring a change in your land. Amen. And what's your land? What is your land? It's like the promised land that they went in. It's the promised land. He'll bring a healing in your land. Whether it's a physical condition, whether it's finances, whether it's freedom from fear, he'll bring a healing in your land if you turn from your wicked ways. Amen? How many of you have thought about that scripture verse that way? Yeah, yeah. Not very many. Um, But we're all wanting a manifestation of healing in our physical bodies, one of the biggest ways to get that is to get out of sin. And one of the things that we don't do, we don't examine ourselves enough. Am I judging? Am I talking against somebody? Did I get to laughing with somebody about somebody else? It's wrong. It's wrong. It's not edifying to you or anybody else. It's just wrong and our in our in our the body of Christ needs to be in a place of unity, and the way we can get into a place of unity if we see see everybody the way God sees them, not the way we think we should see them, but we look at them through the eyes of love and acceptance and kindness, we look at people that way. Amen? Amen <laughs> okay, all right, so I, you know, I was writing this out this morning. I had a lot of good things that I wrote down on paper, and I thought this would make a really good book. But for me to try to get it out, there's other things that are coming out that isn't in my notes. So I'm trying to hop, and find, hop and skip, and find where I'm supposed to be. So, if you don't like someone um, or how they look, are you in love? Are, are you going to be a, a breeder of unity? If you don't like how they look, maybe they rub your rub you the wrong way. I don't want to sit there. I'm going to go over here and sit. Are you walking in love? If everybody, let's just use your school for example, Kate. If everybody in school is, is talking and making fun of somebody else, bullying them, so to speak, someone else in the school, I mean, that's how the, the bullying needs to stop by some of the kids standing up and saying, hey, we're going to love people and we're not going to talk about them. We're not going to uh, make fun of them. We're going to, everybody, we're going to love everybody. God loves them and we're going to love them. Amen? And not walk in that. Not walking that. Not, not think it's funny when someone else is making fun of somebody else. It's not funny. It's very hurtful and It hurts. It hurts. As a kid riding the bus, I was just in kindergarten. This big high school kid, he would make me cry every time I got on the bus, you know, just because he was making fun of me, you know, on the bus. And I'd go home at night, sit in the kitchen with my mom, and I would be crying about this kid, and he's just a big kid, you know. And I don't even remember how we walked out of that. But it, I don't know if my dad did something about it or what. But anyway, you know, that, that kind of stuff shouldn't happen. We, it, it just shouldn't happen. The church needs to be being the church. Okay, let's look at Matthew twelve thirty seven, please. And again, this will be out of the amplified Matthew twelve thirty seven. Oh wait, no, it's not out amplified. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it's going to be out of the MSG, but I'm going to read it out of my version first. Matthew twelve thirty seven. For by your words, since this is Jesus talking here, for by your words you shall be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. The MSG version says, Words are powerful. Take them seriously. Words can't be your sal- words can be your salvation. Words can also be your damnation. Take the words seriously. Your words. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it. We'll reap from it. Amen? Words make us or break us. Words heal us or make us sick. There's times, I mean, I will correct people if I hear them saying something like, um, that makes my heart sick. Uh, have you heard people say stuff, stuff like that? That makes my heart sick. And um, I I may, may hear it a couple times and then I, I cringe because all they're doing is speaking sickness and disease into their body. They're speaking damnation into their body when they say those kinds of things. Now, it doesn't mean it, they, they may not realize it. And that's not a condemnation to them, but that makes me sick. I've heard people say that just makes me sick. Why would anything be big enough that you would say it makes me sick? Why would you do that? Why would you do that if you know if these are some of the things you say and stop it stop them because all that all that kind of all that stuff does all that does is is put um, bondage on you damnation on you sickness on you. Amen. It does life and death are in the power of the tongue and what you sow you're going to reap and how that goes, I know that, <laughs> I already know that, but what you, what you, um, well, let's just look at that Proverbs, please, um, Proverbs, I think it's 1821, uh, 20, oh, I got the amplified down on that one, Proverbs 1821, there's some others that are really good, but um, we might just stay on those a little bit here. Proverbs 18:21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue and they who indulge it shall eat the fruit of it or death or or life so whatever you love that way if you've got words you're saying you don't know the power words carry a lot of power my my husband used to teach on that he talked about how can words were in, were containers and they just keep going and going and going until you deal with them, till you repent of it, break the power of those words. Once you've spoken, once you have spoken it out, it has to find a place to go. So if you're if you're talking damnation over your, your children, what are you going to get? Hmm? If you're talking life and healing and wholeness over your children, what are you going to get? If you're talking, if you're talking salvation over your children and how much you love them and how much they have a purpose in in life, what are you going to get? What are you going to get by what you say? If you're talking stuff over yourself, what are you going to get? Are you going to get healing in your body by Jesus' stripes? I'm healed. See, we 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 oh, Romans ten. Let's go there, please. Romans 10, 9, and 10. This was, a, and I've taught this before, but this is such a revelation to me, the Romans 10, 9, and 10, that for, for with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation... Nine, if, the, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus, the Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. But 10 is, it real, is really encouraging for that. With the heart, man believes. With the heart, man believes. With the heart, man believes. What is that? With the heart, man believes. What is that? <laughs> faith. Thank you. I don't know who said that, but thank you. With the heart, man believes. That is faith. And it was, results in righteousness. Righteousness. And with the with the mouth, he confesses, resulting in salvation. The word salvation there is healing, is deliverance, is freedom from fear, financial blessing. So if you want to bless your family, don't be talking about how little you have. Talk about the blessings you have. Talk about finances are coming in. God's meeting all my needs. Don't talk about the fear of not having the finances. You understand what I'm saying? Don't. Talk about, you know, I've used this example, but this is such an, a good example. When I worked at Fisher's Skin, people would be, be, get sick and then go home. And then pretty soon someone's saying, oh, I'm going to get it too. Well, sure enough, they went home too, you know? And so we just pass that all around all the time. So, so what do you believe in, in your heart and you're confessing with your mouth? Do you believe you're going to have COVID and you confess it with your mouth? Do you believe? What do you believe? What do you believe? Because that's where your faith is at. Now I have people that will come and talk to me about situations. It helps me know how to pray. And that's okay. That's okay. But that see, that's not where their faith is at. Their faith is in what God has said in his word. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah, our faith is in what God has said in his word. And that's what we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth. We believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth. By his stripes, I am healed. I believe that in my heart. And I'm going to confess with my mouth. If I don't believe it in my heart, what's going to come out? Damnation against myself, correct? Hmm? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I just know it. I'm going to be sick all winter. What did I just do? Huh? I cursed myself. I damned myself. You know what I mean? I cursed myself. Yeah, because I, I spoke out. Well, no, that's not true. Health and healing and wholeness manifest in my body from the top of my head to the tip of my toe. All winter long, no colds or sickness can my, my dwelling. I don't have the flu. Flu is not a part of my vocabulary. Amen? Amen? So if somebody comes and asks me how I'm doing, well, I don't sit there and give them a rendition of how many times i vomited in the toilet. No, I'm not going to do that. Right? We don't want to do that, do we? I don't want to hear it anyway. Anyway, so we just say, if somebody comes and asks me how I'm doing, I'm saying, you know, by his stripes I'm healed. I'm recovering quickly. Amen? I'm recovering quickly. Amen? (laughs) I mean, I know you guys that go to school. You you hear all kinds of stuff at school. And, And a lot of it is not very good or very nice either. But, but. You're going to have to plug your ears to some of it. so Because when you're around it, it gets in your heart and then it comes out of your mouth. We, we, we don't want that. We want God's life coming out of our mouth. We want God's healing coming out of our mouth. We want hope coming out of our mouth. We want faith coming out of our mouth. Because by his stripes, we are healed. We're not going to be healed. We're already healed. Do you know that when... Mm-hmm salvation was free it was a free gift given to everybody i talked about that already it's a free gift given to everybody the baptism of the holy spirit is a free gift given to everybody Baptismal Holy Spirit. If I just wrapped up a present and gave it to you, that's exactly what the what that is. You open up the present, and you've got the Holy Spirit. It's a free gift. Salvation's free. Holy Spirit's free. I'll do the same thing. I'll wrap up a package, and in that package is healing, and I'll give it to you. And it's the same thing. It's already been provided in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You have been given everything that pertains to life and godliness. So you already have healing. You already have life you already have hope you're already delivered so don't let the devil tell you you're in bondage to fear amen you're already delivered say i'm delivered i'm healed it's been given to me in the death burial, and resurrection of jesus christ i'm healed from the top of my head to the tip of my toe i've been given that It's a free gift. gift. Healing is a free gift. And it's mine. And it's mine right now. I don't have to wait for it. I already have it. In the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, I already have healing. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. New things have come. Healing is a new thing. thing. It's mine. mine. Okay. All right. So let's look at um, Mark 11, please. Mark 11. Mark 11. Oh, that's amplified again. Sorry, guys. But basically, you're going to know Mark eleven. Um, twenty two, starting with twenty two. Um, And Jesus, replying, said to them, have faith in God constantly, not just whenever you feel like it. Or let's say you get weighted with something, a care and anxiety. Your faith doesn't waver just because you've got a care and anxiety sitting on you. <laughs> what do you do with it? What do you do with the care and anxiety? I mean, this is was part of my message somewhere in these notes. Cast it down. You, you pray. Care and anxiety doesn't have a place to sit on you. You are free in him. So you break the power of it, whatever it is. If it's fear or whatever it is that's tormenting you or or weighting you down, you break the power of it and command it to get off of you and to go in Jesus' name. Amen? Cast the care. Talk to the Lord about it. You shouldn't. There should never be a, a care and anxiety that weights you down. I know that's not easy, but there should never be that. Amen? Yeah, I know that's not easy, but there should never be that. You should always be able to be free from, from cares and anxieties. You should be free in the Lord because see, greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. You got the greater one in you that not only shows you what to do, but he helps you do it. Okay. So Mark eleven twenty two. Jesus said to them, have faith in God. Truly I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place that will be done for him. Again, that's the same as the Romans 10, 9 and 10, but believes that what he says will take place that will be done for him. For this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted you and you will get it. Okay, so he shall have... You're going to have whatever you speak. You're going to have whatever you, see, you speak. As long as it lines up with the word of God. Now, if you're going to speak out that I want that 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 girl's husband, you're not going to get that. But if you, if you line up your word, <laughs> did you get that anyway? <laughs> People do that all the time. They go to church and oh, I like that person over there better. <laughs> I can't believe God for that person. They do that they do that yeah well that isn't god that is not god so but, but we can believe god for the right thing that lines up with this word and we believe it in our heart and we confess it with our mouth okay okay so we keep on confessing we keep on saying that word there says um i want to go to proverbs twelve eighteen, please Proverbs twelve eighteen. Are you getting anything out of this? Well, I didn't hear too many yeses. Twelve Proverbs Proverbs twelve Oops, sorry, just a minute here. Twelve eighteen. There is one who speaks rashly like the thrust of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. The tongue of the wise will bring healing. Amen? The tongue of the wise. So, don't be so quick to um, say something in the midst of a situation going on. A lot of times, I step back. I don't say anything right away. Uh, I, I will listen to see what the Lord once said. Okay. Can um, okay, we talk about that? All right. Let's go to Proverbs twenty-one, twenty-three, please. Twenty-one, twenty-three. He who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from troubles. <laughs> have you, have you ever been in a mess? I can think of it a few times when I was younger, been in a mess that you you said something to somebody about somebody else, and the somebody else went and told to somebody <laughs> what you said. Have you ever been in that kind of a mess? You just want to go crawl under your bed and cry, right? So see, if you guard your mouth, you're going to guard your whole self from troubles. Only say what God God says. Keep it in line with what, what the Word of God says. Be encouraging, edifying. Stay in love with people. Encourage them. Don't put them down. Don't put what situ, what the situation they're in down. Don't do that. Encourage them. Help them. Be a blessing to them. Amen? Hebrews 4, one, one last scripture verse, I know we're going a little long, but you know what, it's okay, we've got to get ready to go all day, actually. Hebrews 4, please. 4.14, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. And let us hold fast to saying the same thing is another way of saying that. Let us hold fast to saying the same thing. So if you are believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth and you haven't seen any change, let's say, in your children, you haven't seen any change in your children, and you're believing for something to change, you haven't seen, hold fast to your confession. Don't get in agreement with what hasn't changed. You know what I mean? Don't Don't get in agreement with that. Hold fast to your confession about what God has told you, what God said in the word or what you believe that is line with the word. Hold fast to that confession. Don't waver in doubt and unbelief. You remember in James it says, don't expect to receive anything from the Lord if you're in doubt and unbelief. The tongue will do that to you, you know. Um, so let us hold fast to saying the same thing, same thing. Same thing all the time. It doesn't matter if the pressure mounts up and it looks like it's not changing. It doesn't matter. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. You can have what you say. You can have what you say. We can always have what we say. Just don't give up and say the wrong thing. You know? We can always have what we say. Amen? Father, we just want to thank you that we have your word that is life and healing and wholeness. Father, we just ask you right now, we repent, Father, of any sin in our life where we've spoken ill of somebody or even thought ill of someone. Father, we ask you to forgive us for all wrong thoughts, all wrong words. All all wrong actions, Father, we repent. Father, we want to be more like you. We want to be in love with you so much so that we're in love with everybody else. So, Father, we also repent for not spending time with you to find out what you have to say about situations, about what you have to say about me. I ask you, Father, to forgive me, forgive us, and cleanse us. Let's say that. Father, I ask you to forgive me for all sin. And cleanse me. I receive it. it. Cleanse me, Father, Father, from all unrighteousness. unrighteousness. In In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.